0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
1: This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete!
0: Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no. Uh, Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions.
1: Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. (laughs) I'm sick with this. I'm sick with this. Since you wasn't about it, i judge My own sweet time didn't teach whatever. I don't recognize things anymore. I don't want to be defeated.
0: I don't What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of the show. I am your host, Shane Told, as always. And welcome to Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I take you into the backstage conversations I have with other lead singers. Today we have a great episode, not one, but two lead vocalists of the band Wage War. We got the singer. We got the screamer. It's good stuff. Cody and Britton are here. Thanks so much to them for taking the time out of their crazy busy schedule. I guess they have a little bit of time off right now before they hit Europe. Before they hit Warped Tour and everything else going on. They have a lot of music videos too. They have a lot. I was watching them all. What These guys just do not rest. So... So stoked to have them. Great band. Wage War is here. Ocala, Florida, baby, in the house. Before we get into that, thank you, the listener, for listening to this. We are on episode 120-something. I lost count. It blows my mind. We're doing some server changes right now, new platform, all this stuff. And it's just crazy that I think I look back at all these people I've met and and friends I've met through the show and fans I've met, and and all the stuff I've done, and it really just blows my mind that I've done this for so long, and had so much support, and success thanks to you guys, so thank you so much for listening to this, of course, please help spread the word, tell a friend, tell a loved one, make sure you're subscribed, I know I tell you this every week, but you know, this shit's important, so thank you so much for being here, as always, if you want to get in touch, it's really easy, we got email, Lead singer syndrome at gmail.com feel free to reach out. I read all my email. I think I'm getting a little bit better at getting back to people too so I may even email you back. We're on all the social media. check out Facebook. that's the most kind of recently revamped one. Have a search on there, like the page and for you angry mother <laughs> for you angry people out there we have the hate line. You can call me. You can leave me a message of hate. The number is plus one. 657-666-HATE. That is 657-666-HATE from your touchtone phone. Is that still a thing? Touchtone phones? I mean, I don't think rotary phones are a thing. I guess they still work if you plug them into the wall, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of phone you need to call. Just dial the number, call, leave me a message of hate if you're not so happy And people have been leaving me these love messages lately. These like, oh, hi, Shane. Well, I don't have anything mean to say because you're doing such a great job. But I just wanted to say thanks. No, 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 no. You can email me the love. That's great. The hate line is for hate only. Only messages of hate. And I do roll out clips. Well, I say I roll out clips. I've only rolled out a couple. But I will roll out clips of hate. You could be on the show. So, please, 657 666 H-A-T-E. Before we get to the episode, I got to tell you about a couple things I'm up to in my life. If this sounds a little crazy right now, it's because I'm recording it in my car driving on the 401 highway. That's uh, Toronto's uh, biggest highway. Someone told me once it was the busiest highway in North America. I think that that's got to be reserved for something in California, but hey, if it's true, that's the highway I'm on. Going to Pick up some gear out of storage because we are heading over to Australia and New Zealand and Hawaii very, very soon. We're leaving at like 4 o'clock in the morning on a great tour with our friends in Comeback Kid. Tickets are on sale now. We're playing all the cities in Australia and two cities in New Zealand, two shows in Hawaii. So check it out. Tickets are available at DestroyAllLines.com. And yeah, that starts soon. So pick up a ticket for that. Also, Silverstein's heading back to Europe a couple more times, and as talked about in this episode, we're doing eight Warp Tour shows. So make sure you have tickets for the last Warp Tour. It is going to be great, great bands. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster for me. I think, and I'm really looking forward to that. If you want to support the show, if you want to keep this thing going and growing, there's a really great way you can help. It's called the All Access Club. We got almost 300 members in this thing and this is really what keeps the lights on around here. For as little as $6 a month, which is like one really nice coffee, you could become a VIP member of this podcast and get access to bonus episodes, Q&A sessions with me, merchandise sent to your house, access to merchandise you can buy, and an amazing community Of other fans of the show and myself We're on there every day Chatting about just about everything I mean you want to make some friends? You want to talk to like-minded people Into the same shit as you? Check out the All Access Club Again, as little as $6 a month The link is leadsingersyndrome.com Slash allaccess And these people that have done this already Are the reason that we're at 120-something episodes Can keep this thing going Can have all these amazing guests Shout out to all my sinners Worldwide We got members from Canada We got members from Germany We got members from Sweden We got members from Australia We got members from the United States We got members from New Zealand We've got members from Costa Rica We've got members from the United Kingdom We got members from Singapore We got members from all over the world Coming together It's a beautiful thing So check it out again Leadsingersyndrome.com Slash /all access. Before we jump into it, shout out to our sponsor rockabilia.com, the best place to get band merchandise. Rockabilia.com, they got over half a million unique items all officially licensed from the artists. It's getting nice out. You maybe you need a tank top. They got it. They got t-shirts, they got they got everything. I don't need to rhyme off all the things they have, but Use this link, use this promo code, and save 15% off your entire order today. The promo code is PCJabberJaw, J-A-B-B-E-R-J-A-W. Go to rockabilly.com, punch that in, save 15% off your entire order. All right, let's get into it with Cody and Britain of Wage War.
1: look at this shit
0: everything's everything's coming up wage war how are you guys doing what's up what what are you guys you guys at home what are you what are you up to
2: um i just got home from new orleans yesterday
0: oh what was going on there
2: uh just me and my girlfriend did a little vacation there
0: yeah just getting fucking lit i guess i mean new orleans is like one of the craziest places on earth yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, who, who, who's who? Because I'm, I'm confused. Who went to uh, New Orleans? Britain. Is that Cody or Britton? Yeah,
3: uh, this is Britton right here. Oh, hey man. And I'm Cody. Hi Cody. And I've just been chilling.
0: <laughs> that's that's good. Well, I mean, some some well needed rest. I mean, I was looking back at your your schedule over the past, I don't know, call it like a year and a half. It's been insane. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have had almost no time off.
3: Yeah. It's been it's been pretty nuts. We pretty much as as soon as our first record came out in uh in November of twenty fifteen, we pretty much have just been going. I don't think we've had this is definitely the longest amount of time we've had off. I so I don't think oh. we've had more than like two or three weeks at a time home. So we're very thankful for that. But yeah, it's been very it's been very crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like hard, you know, I, I think most bands go through that, you know, once they realize, oh, we've been working so hard to attain, you know, this, and it's happening and like, you know, you're getting all these tour offers and it's like, and each tour offer is better than the last, you know, whether it's like, uh, you know, a bigger tour or, or like a, a band you guys really want to support, or if it's like an offer to do some headlining, um, you guys like, it's almost impossible to turn it down. Is that kind of what's yeah. going on with you guys?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's just been been a crazy ride and you know, I think like my, I think all of our mindset is just like, you're not the one out there that's like making the waves like someone else is doing it then. So we've just trying trying to stay as like relevant as possible and just be on, I mean, we, we always want it to make sense. We don't want to just tour for no reason but like, so far, everything has has made sense, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, man, it. it's just been it's just been great. Um, but truthfully, I mean, I'm sure you know how this feels. i we we get home for like two weeks, and I don't know what to do with myself. I'm ready to leave again. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that happens too. Well, I mean, you could get a sweet haircut. Haircuts yeah, looking good. Very looking true. good. Great haircut. Great haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like you. I was watching your videos. I was like, "Did they get a new guitar player? What, what's going on here?" I was like, "Oh no, that's a fresh yeah, cut! I,
3: Damn!" I uh, I moved to Nashville um, while, um, while on this time home, and uh, I've been growing my hair out for like two years. And I was just like, "You know what? I've I've lived this out." So they called it when I got it cut. They called it the hippie killer.
1: So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what well, you are yeah, like? I, the, here, I mean, you guys, you guys are like we're turning into a long hair band there for a minute.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Still, the set great inceth still have long hair. So I've told them they can't cut because then it looks like raw copy and they've done it.
0: Well yeah, I mean you guys are starting to look like a band that basically hadn't been home in two years. <laughs> it's like oh I, I, like I can't find a barber on the road, so let's just grow this shit. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> uh, you know. Um it's great to have you guys. Thanks, um thanks for doing this. Um I don't even really know where to start. I mean there's so much to talk about with your band. It seems like it's just kind of exploded. Um, I know you guys have been working hard with your heads down for so long, but it seems like only over the past, I want to say like maybe six months or so, I'm seeing so many people talk about your band uh, all the time, you know, on the internet. Uh, I know it's hard when you're immersed in it to really see that happening, but but are you starting to see that that sort of like shift uh, you know, in, in whether it's at your shows or, or even just, like, you know, your presence online?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I'd get on Twitter and just post, like, dumb stuff that I think is funny and kids just, like, crawl all over it. When, like, <laughs> a year ago, if I were to do any kind of tweet, it was just get, like, four or five likes. I'm like, okay, well, no one gives a shit about us. But, um, nah, I mean, I feel like now that we have the second record out and been touring a lot, like, kids have really been latching on to our band.
0: So it's Twitter first, music second, basically, is what you're saying. (laughs) Let's see how many uh, retweets. The retweets is basically the gauge of success, I would say. No, I'd say that's very (laughs) accurate. Um, So one thing about you guys that, that you guys, you know, you're proud, seemingly very proud of where you come from in Ocala, Florida, which is a city that I think no one really knew about until A Day to Remember came out and claimed, you know, Ocala, um, and had songs right. about Ocala and all oh, this yeah. stuff and they really put that that city on the map I know you have a very strong relationship with Jeremy obviously producing your last record uh, what's it like being from there and what was it like you know coming up uh, both as fans of music and, and as, as a, a band no so, um, go ahead
3: sorry go ahead, great
2: I feel okay. like I did for, like started a very cool uh, music music culture for like Hardcore punk, uh, pop punk and metalcore stuff. Um, there's so many bands coming out of like Orlando and Ocala area like, after them, just like, oh, well, if they can do it, we can do it. And I mean, there's right. a lot, a lot of bands, and it, it felt cool to be someone from that same hometown, all this pool of bands, and just like actually get down the road and start doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: it was. I. Go ahead. Uh, so they were. I, I'm like. I'm one of the two, we're basically all from like 10 to like an hour from each other ish, like central Florida ish. I'm like one of the only people that actually was from Ocala when it started. Um, but we, we claimed it as our hometown being, cause that's where like all of the shows happen. so like every quote unquote home show we've ever had has always been in Ocala. But essentially growing up there, there was, there was one, ca- uh, one venue and it was called the Capitol. um, and that was where, like, all the bands played. I mean, Ocala is not even a market. If it was, it was, like, a C or a D market or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, th- there was just something about, like Britain said, like the small-town vibe and then, like, seeing a band go from local band status to just, like, worldwide giant that was just, like, inspiring. And it's still inspiring, like, in the Central Florida scene. Like, it's kind of the... They're kind of, like, the heroes. So um it, totally. it's a cool place. There's, there's not much going on there now, but... Um, you know, I think there there's definitely efforts being made by local promoters and stuff to try to get all that
1: stuff going again.
0: So yeah. so obviously you guys are I'm not sure how old you guys are, um uh, but you're obviously younger than a day to remember. Uh you didn't come up like alongside of them quite as their peers, I don't think. Uh how did you get hooked up with Jeremy? How did that happen? Um, so we were
3: so yeah, there we are. I'm 24. Britain's 26. Um, I think they're all about five or six years ahead of us. Um, but essentially, um, they are. They were probably on like homesick or what separates me from you. Like yeah, they they were on they were on some big record, and uh, we had like just started out as like a band, and we had just done like an EP. Um, and we have like the kind of the Ocala story is like everybody knows somebody in a day to remember, like you know, like no matter, no matter where you are, no matter who you run into, you're like oh my cousin's friend is friends with Jeremy's, what you know what I mean? It's just like somebody's, everybody's got you know a day to remember connection, but um, there we had a lot of mutual friends just from growing up in the same hometown, and um, somebody just like randomly plugged our in to. to to josh wooder um who plays bass in the band and uh and he hit me up one day um he's like hey man it's like the music's tight and uh you know it's like just kind of keep me posted on how it goes and uh i guess the rest on how they what they'd say is uh it's history from there um so i just kind of kept giving him like the new music that we had like pre pros so on and so forth um and josh actually co-manages our band oh
1: okay
3: uh, now um yeah from there like he just kind of he showed jeremy and jeremy's like this is sick like i want to work on this so um we actually ended up doing it never got released but we did a five song ep uh with tom denny and um who used to be in the band uh and jeremy but that never got released at all that was just like like music to have to like shop out and we got signed off a song on that, but none of those songs ever saw the light of day. Really? So.
0: so you guys? So it was an EP you did, and that that got you signed to Fearless before you put up Blueprints.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, so wow. The song that we got signed off. The song that we got signed off of is called Basic Hate, and it's on our first album. It was had a different title at the time, but yeah, we did like four or five songs with Tom and Jeremy. Uh, and by the time, by the time all that came to fruition, those were like so so old and like. Yeah, so we just decided to like take the
0: ones that we wanted, and then the rest
3: would we just threw away and put the other ones on the
0: on the wow. first record. So. Well, people, I don't that's know how much lot. you've talked about this, but your fans hearing this are going to be like, "I need these songs. I need these songs." <laughs> it's true. No, though. You, you, you know it. that's true. It's pretty rare for for that for bands to completely trash, uh, you know, releases like that. That's that's pretty rare, but. Uh, but hey, I mean good for you guys. If you weren't feeling uh passionately about it, then then I think that's I think that's great. Um no, yeah. I mean it's definitely a great connection you guys have with, with the data. Remember, I know you guys just like the last show you played was self help, wasn't it? Just like what last month? Yeah, yeah. It
2: was a couple of weeks ago
0: actually. Y- yeah. yeah. How, how was that?
2: It it was awesome. Um you know, Going into that, I was a little a little nervous. I'm like, we're gonna play in front of a ton of people, and like, I hope they really get into it. And I've never heard that many kids like sing our words at the same time. It was really awesome.
0: Yeah, I know. Isn't that a crazy but, thing when you, when you when you just hear your songs back to you like that loud, and you're like, and I I always think to myself, I'm like, how the fuck do all these people know the words? Like, I barely yeah. know the words.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's to crazy. the uh, to a not so great credit though, we we blew the that, pa twice somehow oh really Uh, like i say we did i think the sound company the what's been said is that the sound company uh like put a tarp over the plug or something because it was raining outside and it overheated and then they plugged the whole pa like a festival pa like main stage into like 100 amp circuit or something so we had some problems but i think i'm pretty sure that the pa blue like 30 seconds into our first song, but we're on in-ears,
1: so, so we had know. no
3: idea. So yeah. We just played the whole first song. And I remember looking at it like, being like, man, like, this song usually like does a lot better than <laughs> it's doing right now. We must really be sucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, man, you it were just rocking fine. so hard. You just, the, the PA couldn't yeah. handle the rock. <laughs> My God. No, that, that is funny. And and it's it's like, you know, as much as that stuff sucks, especially on a big platform like that where you're just... You were just worrying, you know. You, you say you were nervous, like you're just trying to trying to play your best, and then you have this like extre- extraneous thing happen that you can't control. Like that that stuff always sucks. But in a way, sometimes it makes those shows even more memorable. Like um, I'll oh, yeah. tell a quick story. We we played a show. And it was in Dallas, uh, Dallas, Texas, at the House of Blues, and it was w- we were co headlining with Chiodos. This is probably about ten years ago, and it's this a House of Blues, so you don't expect like things to go wrong, but the entire PA blew up. There was we couldn't do anything. Like there was no there was no way to make sound. Like there was the mics weren't on or anything. And uh, yes. all all we could do was like was, you know, I took an acoustic guitar and I stood on the stage and I tried to get everyone to like shh, and I played Basket Case by Green Day on acoustic guitar, and everyone <laughs> sang, and it was like so. Like an amazing moment and a moment I will never forget in my life. And That's like, awesome. That's sometimes you know, sometimes like these these situations come out of you know, kind of horrible situations present themselves into you know, a uh, uh, really rad situations. And I'll tell you, every time I'm in Dallas, somebody brings that up to me. Someone will be like, "Remember mm-hmm. that show you was the PA cut out at the House of Blues?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember. I'll never forget." So you gotta mm-hmm. kind of take the you know, take the the bad with the good, sometimes I guess.
2: Yeah, this kid's uh, like with the PA, they're they, were, they were getting pissed. They're just like, "What the heck?" Like oh, like yeah. yelling back with. And then by the time like our song Stitch rolled around, they lost their minds. I don't know. Somehow it just juiced them up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Like like for for a while, people are like, "Oh my god, is this band? Like, am I not going to be able to see this band play? Are they going to have to like cut their set?" Like I want to see this band so yeah. bad, and then of course everybody wants what they can't like what they can't have. So the second right. that that's like, oh my god, I can't see this band. I came here to see this band. I didn't even come here to see a day member, remember, even though they did. They think they didn't. Yeah. And then of course when you guys start ripping into it, they're like, all right, this is sick. And you know, so there you go. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. You <laughs> right, guys must have. Reason. I mean, some crazy stories over the uh, over the last couple of years of just like shit going awry, like. In wherever country you were in,
3: oh yeah, oh yeah, we got we've been uh, we've been rushed by Syrian refugees
1: Are you on uh, on the, of the highway.
3: Yeah, oh, it that's, was- that's probably that's probably the best story that we have, and it was very scary at the time. So we were this was probably last December, no, two Decembers ago. Um, we were on tour with the Amity Affliction, Lane and Straight from the Past. And, um, we were doing a border crossing from France back to the UK, I believe. And we were in like a, we were in like a bucket seat Sprinter van.
0: Like on the, like on a ferry? Yeah.
3: So, but we weren't quite to the ferry yet. It was like right before the ferry station.
1: Okay.
3: So we were driving this van. I think we're crossing like two or three AM and, uh, we see this tree down in the middle of the road which is, like, there's no reason for a tree to be in the middle of the road because there, like, are no trees around. So <laughs> we're just, like, all the all the cars are stopped, and there's, like, semis there. And then all of a sudden, like, 50 to 60 people just come running at the road and start climbing on the cars trying to get in and, like, get on top of semis and whatnot. And, like, we all freaked out super hard and just punched it and, Squealed over the tree and <laughs> got up to the other side, but it was for oh sure like, you, like we thought we were going to die for a second for sure. Like, you don't know what these people are going to do. Like, they, they're they trying yeah. to get their family sick. Like, what would you do for your family? Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's pretty scary.
0: That
3: I is, remember, uh, uh, I'm trying to understand, like, story.
0: they were trying to get in the cars to get... They, well, they were
2: mostly trying to get on top, climb on top of the semis and under them so they could sneak in through the ferry. But we were running past the van. We're like, you know, we didn't know if they were going to try to jump inside our van or whatnot. And I remember uh, going into my backpack and grabbing my toenail clippers. I have like that little tiny shank in it. I'm like, I'm ready. This is all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: That's that's
0: too good. Oh my god! Now that that is wild. Jesus. Um, I remember
2: everyone screaming. We're like reverse, 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 and it's like some stick shift is like groaning and making all these noises. I'm just like, I'm about to die.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I've never felt closer to that. Uh, have you guys? Uh, how many times have you been to Europe? Uh,
3: technically two, I think, and then we're headed over in a couple of weeks for I I guess, that. round with, three with, with of Mice yeah. and Men yeah. Correct,
0: which should be a, which should be a great a great tour. Um, it, it's, it's funny, you know. I always wonder, um, you know, I don't know what you guys your upbringing was like you know, in central Florida. But I always, you know, I'm from Canada. I'm from Toronto. I'm kind of from a major city where there's a lot of multiculturalism and stuff. And, and I feel like central Florida isn't really like that. Um, I kind of wonder what it was like for you guys the first time you went over to like Europe and you played, you know, in some of these countries where there's just obviously a huge language barrier, but a cultural difference as well. Uh, how that was for you guys, like the first time you went over there.
2: It was cool. Um, I remember the shows in Germany, just being like, "Yes, I like I like the songs on the record, but this time did, did not sound like that. But
0: still, good job." I'm like, "Okay, that's right. Yeah, we call that the review. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. the review. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. They like to tell you what they think. You know, like, are um, oh, your show last your show tonight, pretty good. Last time, much better, much better. You're like, uh, it's like completely. It's you. like completely
2: unprompted.
3: yeah,
0: oh, Yeah."
2: yeah.
3: It's like really they just felt know. the need to tell you that, but you gotta appreciate it because they're just being honest. Like they're not trying to be mean; they're just being honest. I yeah, feel so. like fans. I can't wait. To hear.
2: Go ahead. I said, I remember a guy coming up to me. He goes, "Why? Why are you yelling into the microphone? Why are you so angry?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Okay. Well.
2: Yeah, I was like, "Well, you got a metal show, bro." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, you guys are, you know, a two-vocal band. Uh, you know, uh, Cody is in charge of the singing and Britain. You do the heavy vocals. Although, yes. this new song, uh, the acoustic version of your song "Johnny Cash," uh, Britain, you're kind of killing it on those clean vocals. Oh,
2: thank you,
0: man. Oh, uh, uh, and a lot of your fans were were surprised about that. Um, is that something that you've kind of over over the last couple of years of touring and stuff, you've developed, or have you always been pretty confident, oh, you know, doing some clean singing?
2: It's just some new stuff we're working on now. I know we're on a we're in with this vocal coach uh, named Mama Jane, and uh, she's working with us right now. She's trying to make me and Cody way better singers. But um, you know, I, I love doing the heavy vocals and whatnot. Like I'll, I'll never stop doing it, but uh, you know, I'm ready for something a little new. So this is us trying it out.
0: No, definitely, and I think like your new record. You know, you guys have always had the elements of you know of melody and the elements of of heaviness, but I feel like this this new record, the it's almost like the heavier parts are heavier and the melodic parts are more melodic. Like there's more separation in a way. Uh, do you think that's yeah. accurate on this record?
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'd probably say that was an intentional thing too. Um, um, I, I think, um, yeah, you know, our, our first record was. I mean, like I, I don't really listen to that record that much. I mean, everybody, everybody listens to their own record every once in a while. But um, I feel like we just a lot of those songs were, um, songs that had been written almost like six years previous to the record even being recorded. Like it was just like scrounging up the best material that we had and right. putting together and putting out a new record. Whereas the the second record, the one uh, Deadweight was like a a lot more concentrated and and based off things that we were more current on and listening to over the past like two years since um blueprints had come out so um definitely like a focus on the record was like i've never been about like trying to throw uh a chorus in like a ridiculously heavy song that doesn't need to be there like i've always i always like it when like things feel like they should go there and there's like places for it or whatnot so on a song like Stitch or a song like Disdain uh, or basically Deadweight it's like there wasn't really like it's a, he- like, it's a heavy song like there's not really a yeah. place for like me to just like throw this la 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 chorus in there but then there's a song like Gravity or Johnny Cash that's like very melodic like and to to the point where like there's like little to no like harsher vocals in it um, and then, that was just kind of an experiment that we did and just like how far can we take this and thankfully I think the majority of our fan base was, like, soaked on that, Uh and especially pushing the even farther melodic ge- ge- agenda with uh that acoustic version. Um,
1: yeah.
3: We're just kind of trying to see, like, how far we can go, you know what I mean? And just, like, I feel like the more that we can do and the more diverse our band can be, the more longevity and separation we can put between ourselves and, and other bands and whatnot.
0: Right. So I guess I guess that's um that's your goal, right? Is just to keep this going and keep trucking and keep working hard. Um yeah. and, and I guess develop your, yourselves as, you know, a band that kids come to see as a headliner. Is that the goal?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. We don't want to write the same record over and over and over. I mean, most a lot of fans get mad at bands like, "Oh, you completely changed your sound," which I get. There's some bands that completely abandoned like what they actually do, like what actually gets people hyped on it. But I feel like from Blueprints to Deadweight, we definitely tried something new, and uh, the kids were stoked on it also. So we'll see what
1: Record 3 pops out, you know. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. No, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass.
0: Absolutely. And um, and working with Jeremy and Andrew and Andrew Wade, you know, on this record, how much? Um, you know, just to be honest, like, how much did they really uh, contribute to? you know, crafting these songs or, or did they just mostly kind of just make sure that the performances were great um, and this, you know, the record production sound was great or did they have a role, you know, in some of the the writing and arrangement as well? Um, I think, I think it's, pro- it's probably a little bit of both.
3: Um, I mean, Jer- Jeremy is one of the most talented people I have ever been in a room with. Like, the guy just hears, and, and it's stuff that, like, I would never even think about whether it be melody wise or pronunciation wise or idea wise. Um, he's just, he's always got this, like it's like a sixth sense and he just like comes out with these like banging ideas. So uh, a lot of the ways that it usually works is we'll have like an idea. I'll have something like fully pre-prod and we'll just kind of sit there. And then um, sometimes like an idea hits him and, and, uh, and we'll go with it. Um, like a, for instance, would be like the gravity chorus. Like I had a chorus idea um we like listened to it a couple times and then he like left the room with an acoustic and then pulled me into the room and then just like showed me the variation of what he did that i had on the chorus and it just like made it a million times better same thing with the Darlene Fade Away" chorus um andrew he's also a great writer uh great production as well um so it's just kind of a joint effort thing like um there's definitely some contributing but Uh, we definitely always come into the studio with like our songs pretty much 100% like locked and loaded. And if there's tweaks to be made, then we'll do it. But, um, yeah, it's it's somewhere in the middle, but yeah, definitely help on writing, but also idealized.
2: Yeah, they're very good at pushing you to do your best, too. Like, there's some parts on the record that I'm like, you know, I I didn't even think I could go there vocally, but it was still just, I don't know, that. They're very good at like pulling what you actually have out of
0: you, even if you didn't think you could. You know, yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> always the mark of a great of great producer. Um, so, do you think yeah. it's safe to say for LP three, you're going to work with that team again? Is that the plan?
3: Um, I don't. We haven't gotten that far yet. Um, I like, I can only imagine that they will be involved in uh, in some aspects. Um, but we haven't really gotten that far yet. We're still very much in in the writing phase. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And another thing about your band, you know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, if if you just, like, go to your Wikipedia page or whatever, you're looking up the band history, it's like, Wage War started in 2010. And it's kind of like, 2010? Well, they only put out two records in, like, the first record was in, like, 2015. This doesn't really make any sense. And then you start to realize you guys have had a couple of name changes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I always (laughs) find
0: name changes very interesting because... A lot of bands that should change their name don't, and a lot of bands that 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 shouldn't do, uh, you know. <laughs> a- and I think that in your case, uh, you probably—I don't know why you changed your name, but but I'm, I'm kind of curious as to, to to what what happened and how that shook out. Uh,
2: Brett, you want to take this one? Yeah. Well, so we're a uh, local band. We were called Empires back in the day. And then there was actually uh when we started working a little bit with Josh just doing that EP that never got released they're like well there's already a band from I think they were up in New York or Massachusetts whatever that but they, uh you know how it is like once a band starts touring like that's their name and um, so we're like well we got to change that and we changed it to what was it Wo within 30? yeah and uh we actually got a letter from this band from like 19 19- if they're still a band, but they were in, like 1992. They're like, oh, we've trademarked this name. Uh, I'm about well, if you don't change it, blah blah blah, uh, we're gonna get our lawyers involved. So we're like, come on. And, uh, and they're like, they were like a dive bar band, like a cover yeah. band, like dive bar band.
1: Yeah, and we're well, like, my...
2: well, this, and we're like, well, this really sucks. Uh, at the time, we got we, uh, you know, you know, local stuff goes. We got these scrims with two W's on it for like War Within. We're like, oh well, dang, we're not going to be able to use these anymore. And uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Cody, but I think someone's mom was just like, well, why don't you just change your name to something with two W's? And we were like, sure. We get to keep the scrims. And that's how Wage of War kind of why came about. Yeah, with,
3: I'm pretty sure.
0: Why don't you go with Willy Wonka?
3: I, I don't know. That was that was on the table
0: for sure. <laughs> that was on the table. Wayne's World? I mean, there's there's so many good ones. Wayne's World?
3: Winning Whale?
1: Yeah.
2: That's
3: Yeah, well so the the, so the best part funny. about the the best part about the scrims was we had so the first show that we ever played with a data member, um they put us on like one of their hometown like homecoming shows um as more within and that's what we got the scrims for and the scrims came 3 days late so we never even got to use them
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's so good. I love that the just the short-sightedness that local bands you know have. Uh, that's, that's, but you know, it's funny because, you know, when I say, when I said the thing before about, you know, bands that should change their name, don't, and vice versa, you know, you guys are are trucking along, you know, you guys are doing these other songs and, and you're starting to develop a following, not just in Ocala, but on the internet as well. You know, people hear about your band, uh, empires, and then they're like, ah, maybe this isn't that great, you know? And like if your band was still called Empires, you run into a problem now where it's like all your early, you know, embarrassing material that probably mm-hmm. exists somewhere. Um, everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to check out this new band wage war I'm hearing about." But they don't check out Deadweight or they don't check out Blueprints, they check out your old stuff and then that makes a bad impression. You know what I mean? So in some ways changing your name can actually be a really good fresh start. You know, oh, yeah. kind of hit kind of hit the true. reset button.
3: Mm-hmm. true i never thought about that that's actually a great point yeah a lot of yeah, people no, don't uh, even
0: know that, that stuff <laughs> no yeah it it happens like all the time you know with, with with those kinds of things and and it's like yeah i mean i don't know so um you, you guys you know basically you've hit the road for for just like i've never seen a band quite ha- have as much time you know on the road and, and no time off how has this changed you guys like like your relationships with whether it's your families or you know, I know Britton. You said you have a girlfriend. Uh, well, congratulations cool. for keeping a girlfriend with that schedule. Uh, you know, yeah. like <laughs> how has that been in, in your guys' lives? You know, and it must must be a radical change from where you were a couple, uh, a couple of years ago.
3: Uh, so touring okay. touring touring cost me quite a bit in the relationship world, uh, so I, I'm a little I'm a little bitter about it, but. Or not better, but it. I definitely have have paid the price uh, yeah, of are. of living the life. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely changes you, and it changes like how you value um, the time that you get to spend with people around you. But um, it also makes it also makes being like able to relate to people a little bit different um because most of your friends or whatever are like going to college or whatever they'll talk like you get home and you hang out with them and they're talking to you about like their job or like nine to five job and you're just like yeah you're obviously still best friends but it's just like hard to relate on like certain topics now because it's just like i live a completely different strange lifestyle where i'm like here and gone and whatnot um but yeah i mean it's definitely it puts some strain i think on, on everybody and in all the areas of family and whatnot, you know, missing family events. We've all missed best friends' weddings and, and, uh, funerals and, you know, just all of the stuff that, you know, you, you know and have heard, but, um, yeah, it's been interesting for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: No, no, definitely. It, It can be, it can be really tough. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Um, you know, musically you guys seemingly are able to play, with pretty much any range of bands, uh, you know, from like pretty melodic lighter stuff, um, you know, to kind of the heaviest of heavy. Um, do you guys have? Do you guys enjoy playing like w- with that that diversity? Uh, do you prefer going out with heavier bands or softer bands? Um, how, how how do you guys feel about that?
1: Um,
2: I don't. That's that's a really good question. I don't really. Mean- I don't think I have a preference, but I, I do, uh, I do know we always build a set list kind of catering to what the tour is kind of like, like the one, uh, the one tour we did with Chelsea Grant a while back that we were just playing like most of our heavy stuff. And then like the, uh, I member run we did with them, um, last year we, uh, you know, we just kind of kind of pull out some of the more melodic stuff. And I feel like that really helps our band being able to have, you know, just different songs. I think, well, like touring wise it really really helps cause you know the the, I would, the heavy yeah. guys who like the like hardcore mosh bit and all that kind of stuff they they think like oh you know you know they have some singing stuff I think I can still get down to this so I think it, that's really cool for our band
3: I would personally always prefer to be on the heavier side of like the tour package just cause there's something about being the heavy band that people are like oh this is sick you know what I
0: mean oh um, totally, oh, totally.
3: no not that not that we usually are the heaviest band cuz we kind of we're kind of split down the middle now but um i mean there, there's there's you know, it's like playing like really heavy tours it can be intimidating sometimes cuz like uh, like with like great was talking about on that chelsea grin tour like chelsea grin is just so heavy like just crushing every single night and you know it's like we we have like we break down to whatever here and there um but then we have like all the singing stuff and like the kids with like three inch and like gauges and whatnot are like not about that (laughs) and so uh but it's cool and and it's a a good chance to um to to grow as a band and some people like like brin said like they'll like the singing stuff sometimes or they won't or whatever but we do cater our set list but yeah i think i would always prefer to be on a lighter tour and be the heavier band
0: no, definitely, I I agree with you on that one. I mean, uh, there's no question. We've like Silverstein. We've toured with everything from like Avril Lavigne to you know August uh, Red, and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely am with you on that one. It's it's nice to kind of freak people out on the heavy side, not the other way around. <laughs> definitely. Um, so you guys are doing Warp Tour for the final uh, the final run, uh, which we could finally talk about. Uh, I know you guys did it two years ago. Um, are you excited for that? Are you, you know, dreading the oh, heat? We're,
2: we're pretty stoked. Um, the first time we did work so we did it in a van. So now we're going to oh, be no. like in a van. So we're not going to feel like we're dying every day.
3: <laughs> and we oh, drove okay. ourselves, which was equally as bad as being in a van. Yeah, yeah. I remember
2: driving like 7 in the morning. You just, just get your eyes closed. Someone's knocking on the window. You got to move the van. You move the van, you know, and the rest of the guys like, hey, we're playing first. And it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Playing
0: first is almost better in that situation. You uh, know, yeah. play yeah. first, and then you're able to take a fucking nap. It's like when they're like, nope, you're playing last. And you're like, what am I going to do all day in this heat? You have nowhere to go. Yeah. We've got to run the van air and- conditioning all day long. It's horrible.
3: And then the van AC like doesn't work because the van is just baking in the sun the whole day. So it's like at best it's just hot air moving around. Uh, yeah. yeah. We no like, lot. Put, we Sorry, put sun ahead. blinders all around the van, like the, the shiny things. Like we velcroed them to every single window and was just <laughs> like, that was our little green room thing. Yeah, or where
0: man, we would that's, hang out, that's brutal. Like did, I mean, c- c- you know, kudos to you guys for getting through it without, well, a dying or B breaking up. Um, but you must've had people warning you like left, right and center, like do not do this in a van, do not do this in a van.
3: Oh yeah. There just, just, there wasn't another. Yeah. There like wasn't another option financially. And like, we've always been about like being as lucrative as possible. And like, you know, we like, we still, we still do van tours and we're actually, Europe is about to be our first bus tour ever. And it's because we're sharing it with Tyler, um and then, obviously, the bandwagon the summer that'll be like our own thing, but we've just always been about trying to make the best decisions money wise like i've I saw a lot of bands that the, year that we did in a band do it in buses and stuff, and I'm thinking like i I know how much money you know most bands our level are getting paid, so it's like this can't be a good it's like a good financial decision, and you know we all try to to pay bills and stuff at home um as well so yeah. you know it was um it was cool but like i said like we at first it was always like yeah we got to do this in a bandwagon so everyone's like you can't do this in a band, like you'll die like break up exactly what you said but we just kind of like we were just kind of focused on making the best financial decision for the band and i think that was everyone's motive not that we're all about money but that like we just want to make we don't want to put ourselves in the hole you know what i
0: mean no, I see the wage. Wage is about making your wages. That's what the band name means right. now. <laughs> that makes sense. I get it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you're right. You're right, though. And it's, I think with Warp Tour, a lot of bands, they just kind of say, eh, fuck it. Like, we just won't make any money on this tour and be comfortable and, like, you know, and whatever. And, and then I look at bands like, like the band that I always was inspired by on that front was August Burns Red. I remember we did, um, it was actually a day to remember. It was a headliner. It was a day to remember, and August Burns Red, and we were, we were third from the top, and um, we were in a bandwagon. We were actually, this is funny. We were actually in the first bandwagon ever. Uh, we were the first band ever to have a bandwagon because we used, that company uh, used to be called Northern Gold. They were a bus company. They had three buses, and we used to rent from them. So when they came out with the bandwagon, they asked us if we wanted to like try it out. So that was in 2010, I believe, and we were, we were the first band in a bandwagon. But anyways, we were in the bandwagon, and That's August great. Burns Red was playing above us, and they were in a van, uh, and they had never done a bus tour um, up to that point and they were just like raking in the money and i think at the end of the tour they they all bought houses
2: Holy crap so, yeah i
0: that's what
3: i heard and i heard they did van tours until they all bought
0: houses yeah that's, that's crazy. exactly what happened and and that's like you know i think that that's a good approach because once once uh, you're you know you're a band and you're in a bus and you you get used to that comfort it's real hard to go back to the van it's really tough
3: Oh, I'm sure. I I can't even imagine. That's like, geez. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: (laughs) No, yeah. No, we, uh, Silverstone, we haven't done a, we haven't done a van tour in 13 years, so we're not going back. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 not in the cards. It's just not in the cards. So, uh, and we live in Toronto. That's another thing too, that bands don't talk about. It's like, well, where do you live? Where are you from? Like we live in Toronto. It's like very, very expensive where we live. You know, some bands like, geez, Nashville. That's like the best place ever. Now it's so cheap to live there.
3: Yeah, it's like the best. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, so that was my first time, uh, like actually moving out like on my own. Just because like the past three, four, whatever years, like it just never made sense because we haven't yeah. been home at all. So it's like, why would no. I? Why would I leave the comfort of my parents' house? But now that we had the time off, and um, yeah, I, I got a nice little spot and. Uh, i'm pretty stoked
0: were your parents sad to see you go it's like they never see their son because he's always on tour and now he's moving to a different state
3: oh my mom was devastated but i do i do my best to the the good thing is pretty much everything for the band is based around central florida so i'm pretty much always still going down there for like I'm going down there next week because we got like pre-pro rehearsals for of mice and like we're flying out of Orlando. So she gets to see me quite a bit. Oh, I, I say I get to see them. I want to see my parents as well. Um, <laughs> I get to see them quite a bit and they get to see me. So, you know, and it's only like a day's drive, like nine hours away. Like it's not as bad, but I feel like touring almost like helps set that up though. Cause it's like, that's the best way to like get used to someone being gone a lot is like, well, so first I'll give you the trial with the touring and now I'm actually gone. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> I guess so.
0: <laughs> whatever whatever works. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, what do you guys uh, got coming up next? I mean, obviously there's Europe. Is there anything else you can talk about um, coming up? You got Europe and Warp Tour. Any other videos coming out? Anything like that?
2: Um, we're we're working on some stuff, but I don't think we can officially say, um, yet, But uh, definitely keep keep your eyes peeled. There's definitely some stuff going to come out.
0: All right. Keep yeah, your we eyes got. Peeled. Yeah, we got some stuff
3: happening. We're, we'll be we'll be touring for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, not all of it's announced. And yeah, there's video goodies and stuff on the way as well. But thank you for having us.
1: Oh yeah, yeah sure. absolutely
0: Thanks. no! It's 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 really great to see your You know your band, uh, and I. You know I've been known about you guys for for your you know since you put out your first record. It's really great to see finally. You know all the hype is happening and the hype is real, and uh, you guys are a great band. So thank you for taking the time, and I'm sure I'll see you on the Warp Tour. For sure, man,
2: absolutely.
0: We're doing the thing where we're just jumping on for like, we do four shows and then we leave for, for like five days and we jump on for four shows. So we're going to come in all like chipper and like happy and you guys are all going to just be like feeling so beaten down doing the whole tour. Like, so we're going <laughs> like to bring the party. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right man. Yeah. Thank you, Britton. Thank you, Cody, for, uh, for taking the time and, uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Awesome. Thank thank you, all right, man. Take care guys. All right. Bye back. So there it is with the dudes from Wage War. Such a hardworking band. I don't know how they find time to do all this stuff. But make sure you go see them whether you're in Europe, whether you're going to see them on Warp Tour. I know they probably have so much stuff planned. And I'm sure they're going to have a third record out very soon as well. Next week, we will be back. Andrew Neufeld of Comeback Kid is the guest. Make sure you're subscribed. Hit the subscribe button. We're going to be together in Australia. It's going to be a good time. I don't know if we're going to do an updated one because we already did one in Europe. Who knows? But it's a great conversation, so make sure you check it out. Comeback Kid is one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time. I'm just going to put that out there. At this point, they just are. So make sure you check that out. Hit the subscribe button. And, of course, if you like the show, tell a friend, tell a loved one. Let's keep this thing spreading. I'm going to leave you with a Wage War tune. They got lots of great songs, but I wanted to play one that kind of showcases both vocalists of the band. So here is Witness by Wage War on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.